I'm James Briarton in Charlotte with some really cool artificial intelligence interactions that are helping keep communities safe here in the Carolinas and beyond during severe weather. The National Weather Service is testing AI to help them translate tornado warnings, severe thunderstorm warnings, and other life-saving bulletins into multiple languages, and the AI is helping them do it in near real time. Only about a dozen locations across the United States are taking part in this experiment, and the Carolinas is home to two of them. Joining me this week, National Weather Service meteorologist and web developer Chris Roebuck based out of Columbia. So happy that this is happening right here in our backyard. And Chris, let's start at the very beginning. Tell us what is this project all about? Sure, absolutely. It's a, a very exciting project um, with the weather.gov slash translate. Um, essentially, the main goal of the project is to get our weather uh, alerts and information into the hands of people with limited English proficiency, um, essentially opening up the, the door to the weather service um, for traditionally uh, underserved um, and uh, vulnerable populations. Um, so it's been a really exciting opportunity to be part of that group. Um, Chris, talk to me a little bit about the opportunity or the, the power that AI brings to the National Weather Service in a scenario like this. Sure. So a little bit of the background um, on the project to begin with. Um, for a few years before we started using um, LILT to do the translations, we were generating um, we were generating these translated products in Spanish um, using uh, a different machine learning model, um, which uh, essentially allowed us to have a pilot of this, this project. Um, the, the motivation behind wanting to translate these products using machine learning was the, we've had uh, forecasters at the San Juan office who for about 30 years have been translating manually hurricane center products into Spanish um, for their users. Uh, by using machine learning to translate these, these products, we um, cut down the amount of time needed uh, to translate uh, these critical weather information products from about an hour to, to less than 10 minutes. Um, so recently, uh, the partnership we have with Lilt has taken that even a step further. Uh, now, not only do we use uh, machine learning to translate the products into Spanish, but their uh, patented artificial intelligence learns through a process of feedback with uh, our bilingual forecasters in the weather service and translation experts who uh, provide feedback for individual translations, which continues to allow the model to learn and uh, increase its efficiency and accuracy. Chris, talk to me a little bit more about the opportunity of AI with the National Weather Service with regards to how it was done before with those human hours. What does this scenario alleviate? So the manually translated project products, the way we were issuing them before was uh, the process was the Hurricane Center would issue a, for example, tropical weather outlook. And that's about a, a paragraph or so, depending on on. 
uh, how active the, the tropics are at the moment. And the way it was previously done before, before this team was a forecaster at the San Juan office with Spanish expertise would manually translate, type out the entire product um, and then send that out to uh, through their forecast office. Um, so the, the reach was more limited than it was now, but it also took a tremendous amount of time for an individual forecaster to sit there, translate word for word uh, the, the, the product um, from the hurricane center. So now that we've uh, added artificial intelligence into the equation, we are cutting down the amount of time that a forecaster needs um, to check the product from uh, the, the model before sending it out. Um, and that time that has been freed up for that forecaster can now be put into making the forecast even better um, and uh, using decision support services to message that, that, that hazard or, uh, or product in a way that allows the user to take action um, with more advanced notice. If my memory serves, Chris, this will be the first time that these life-saving bulletins will be available in other languages direct from the National Weather Service, at least here in the Carolinas. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what this does uh, to help the National Weather Service and its mission. That's an excellent point. Before this project, there were no um, Spanish translations available for the, the Carolina offices um, and some of the other, uh, most of the other uh, weather forecast offices throughout the nation. Um, so in order or through this project, uh, we now have opened up the door to a much larger scale across the nation um, with the 13 weather forecast offices that are currently participating in the project. And of course, the National Hurricane Center as well, who has had Spanish translations for a while. Um, with public feedback, uh, we hope to increase the number of, of participating offices um, in the coming years. I was going to just ask that question, Chris. What does this look like if this goes well and the National Weather Service moves this project from experimental into full operation? So we have plans in place already to translate products now into Vietnamese uh, and simplified Chinese as well. Um, so we're both expanding in the number of languages that we can provide and as, as well as the number of forecast offices. Um, the determining factor between uh, the, the way that we determine the, which forecast offices would receive the, the translated products initially was looking at the 2020 census data to determine um, the, the population size of, of uh, Spanish and, and Chinese uh, residents, but also which offices already had existing partnerships um, to reach into those communities. Um, and that's another thing that artificial intelligence uh, can, can do for us in this case is uh, we don't we don't have as much expertise in simplified Chinese, Vietnamese, um, some other languages uh, that we do in Spanish in the weather service. So using artificial intelligence allows us to expand uh, in the number of languages that we can reach people in as well. 
Chris, take me inside the National Weather Service offices that might be participating in this. Columbia, your home office among them, where you played a part in developing this. How does this all work internally uh, when you guys are issuing these severe weather warnings and, and need to translate them? Here at the, for instance, the, the Columbia forecast office, um, we have very limited um, Spanish knowledge here at this office with a number of forecasters, uh, even less so in, say, Chinese. So. As forecasters, I mean, the, the main reason we do what we do, the reason why we love our job so much is because we have the opportunity to give the public advance notice about these critical uh, weather patterns and, and hazards and to be able to have this technology to reach a whole new set of people, um, people that we couldn't reach before. Um, is just absolutely amazing uh, to take a, an office that was not able to um, communicate with with certain populations of our in our forecast area, and now being able to warn them um, using artificial intelligence in Spanish and Chinese. Uh, that that's just um, it's a it's a game changer. Really, it's it's it means a lot to us as forecasters because again, that's that's our goal. That's that's why we come to work each day is to protect lives and, and make, um, make people's lives better. Uh, so Chris coming into spring, let me try to envision this a little bit, paint a picture for our audience. Uh, let's say you guys are in a severe weather event. You have to issue a tornado warning. How does this process play out? How does it go downstream from the moment that you guys issue it through the AI and then ultimately out to the public? Sure. Well, first I'll go through the existing process of how our, uh, say a severe thunderstorm warning is disseminated. Um, the severe thunderstorm warning is, um, what we would call drawn up at our office created, you know, we, we outline the area that we feel is, uh, should be under the severe thunderstorm warning and that gets sent here, um, by one of our forecasters at the office. The process that a user receives that severe thunderstorm warning is, is very quick. And here again, we're talking, um, just English for the moment. Um, it gets sent out to the world in less than a minute. Um, and not only does it go on to weather.gov, our main site, but it also gets sent out to our partner news agencies, uh, emergency managers, um, so that they can redistribute that information. Um, so we have a, a, a large, uh, a larger presence with the, with the entire weather enterprise to be able to reach people quickly. Um, what that process looks like right now for our translated project products is the English product goes out as normal. Um, nothing changes about that. After the English product has been disseminated, the, the text is then sent up to uh, Lilt, which is the company who ha is handling the translation of our products. The the translated text is generated quickly. Um, I can't, uh, I can't remember the exact amount of time it takes. Not, it's a matter of, of minutes, no, no more than that. Um, and then, and then published on our website, weather.gov slash translate. Um, so a user would be able to see the translated version in Spanish, uh, for instance, and in, in our, our, uh, office here in Colombia uh, in a matter of minutes for the Spanish. 
what we hope to do in the future is to mainline the Spanish and Chinese and other languages into the same dissemination process for the entire weather service um, using the common access protocol, the CAP messaging. So that way, uh, all of those languages get translated or get disseminated instantaneously um, so that users can uh, use them in any in any way they see fit and so the for example the the news media our partner agencies uh with the state emergency managers they're all getting this translated product in the same manner that they get the english uh so chris again full disclaimer to our audience this is in the experimental phase which means you guys are looking for bugs what are some of the bugs what are some of the weirdness that the audience at home should be looking for as they're examining these ai translated bulletins one thing I, I didn't realize myself before I started on on this project was uh, the sheer number of different dialects and word preferences uh, in in a language, say Spanish, for instance. Um, there's a, a large diff There's a large variation of preferred words in some dialects. Um, some users of, of of these products. So we do expect that there's going to be some instances where someone may use a different word in place of uh in place of others um and we do try to mitigate that by um having a glossary pop-up um, on these products um to where where it's certain translation of the word thunderstorm um for example if you were in puerto rico might be different than say um uh another Spanish dialect. So we tr we're trying to help with that by, by if you click on that word, it'll be highlighted and you'll be able to see the different, the different terms that we, that, uh, that are used. Um, but where we want to improve is making sure that if there's any incorrect or confusing wording, uh, obviously that's something we're going to want to fix because this is, critical weather information that we want to make sure that uh, there's no confused, there's no confusing messaging in there. Um, so that's one thing we're looking for. And uh, the, one of the ways uh, that we'll improve this site is from feedback from the users. Uh, there is um, uh, two different ways. If it's a general um, product uh, issue with the, say the wording of a product, um, you can email uh, nws.translate at noaa.gov and submit your feedback, um, explain why a, a word um, that you would prefer a different phrasing in, in the product um, or what have you. Uh, there's also a feedback form um, which, help, which will uh, allow us to gain additional information on uh, the way the, the, the site is used, um, different avenues for expansion on the site, um, and that's available at weather.gov slash translate slash feedback.html. Chris, talk to me a little bit more about your role. How did you help get this experiment up and running? Absolutely. The, the role I played on the NWS automated translation team uh, was the website design primarily. Um, so uh, my role was uh, creating the main page that you see um, when you go to weather.gov slash translate, um, getting the products, um, the translated products 
into the page, um, making sure that the glossary that we that we talked about works correctly. Um, I also uh, created the sub pages that you'll see, such as the hazards map um, and some of the helper pages uh, at um, the product definitions uh, and the infographics page, which you can uh, see uh, links to on the main page, weather.go slash translate. Um, and as a English only speaker myself, I, I had a huge uh, help from our bilingual forecasters in the agency who were able to help um, with developing the site in, in Chinese, Spanish, Vietnamese. Um, so I had a, a huge help there from, from our bilingual forecasters in the agency. Oh, that is that's so cool. I didn't realize that beyond the bulletins, there was also educational resources here that people can consume. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, I think one of my one of my favorite uh, items on the on the page is actually the hazards map. Um, it uh, is also it shows all of the weather service watches, warnings and advisories in effect. Um, and it's also uh, available in Spanish, uh, Chinese, Vietnamese. Um, and I think, uh, I think it might be the only, uh, the only place in the weather service you can go for, um, watches, warnings, and advisories, uh, in a dynamic, um, map like that. So it also being in, in translated in other languages is, is really neat. Chris, what is the actual artificial intelligence doing? Uh, how do we visualize that if I'm trying to paint a mental picture in my head of this actual process? Yeah, I think the uh, one of the important things to remember too is when um, you know we're, we're talking about artificial intelligence here, um, the good thing is that the, the human, there's always a human in the loop um, before, um, you know, for, during the translation process, which is, is really nice to make sure that, that these products are going out um, as as we would expect and to, to limit any mistakes um what the computer is doing what the artificial intelligence is doing um is it, it, it's similar at least in in initially to what you would see in say um uh, if you go to a website that does translations that translates an english text into Spanish. Um, it does the heavy lifting, so to speak, of actually translating the text um, from English into Spanish using uh, data from our past products. So the, this model has been trained on um, a lot of different product weather service products from over the years, and it knows, okay, this is what um, we want this word to, to, to be in Spanish. Um, and a lot of that is in big thanks to the San Juan office who has been doing these, these Spanish translations of Hurricane Center products for a long time. Uh, where we start to get into the artificial intelligence side of it is the ability for the model to learn, continue learning after we've done the training. So when translation an English product goes up and is translated into Spanish. Um, there are essentially jobs created where a bilingual forecaster can go in and review the translation from Lilt to see how well it did. And that allows 
the forecaster to uh, go item by item and say, this is, this is good, this is good. I'd actually do this a little different here in this translation. And so that, that feedback loop process gets built into the model. So it continues to learn as we go along um, rather than being a, a static model that's been trained on a set of data and uh, that's as good as it's ever going to be. With the artificial intelligence aspect, we continue to improve the model um, as, we, as we continue to issue products. Chris, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate this effort and all the insights you've been sharing so far with us. Is there anything uh, that I didn't ask you that you thought was important to let our audience know about? It's important to know is that our the, the main the, the purpose of this experimental site is to collect feedback from the public, from users, so that we can drive expansion um, of this project. Um, as we get feedback, that gives us um, an idea of what we need to improve on, what we need to expand on. So we're, we're really, we're really seeking feedback um, on, on this project to help make it the best it can possibly be. Uh, before we go, Chris, let me ask you this. Uh, with regards to expansion towards reach, uh, what are the goals? What's the roadmap, if you will, uh, for this experimental AI translation project that the National Weather Service has running? Is we're, we're collecting feedback through September 29th, 2024. Um, I know we have plans over the next year to expand um, in the number of languages we offer, um, including uh, Chinese um, and Vietnamese. Um, we're also looking at adding Samoan um, and uh, possibly expanding into other languages too beyond, beyond next year. Um, we're certainly looking at adding in additional forecast offices um, as feedback. And, and budget allows as well. Last question to wrap us up here. How did the National Weather Service decide which one of its many products, which of the life-saving warnings to include in this initial round of the AI experiment? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we wanted to prioritize the most critical weather information. Um, so you'll see uh, tornado warnings, severe thunderstorm warnings, uh, special weather statements um, being included at most offices. Um, some of the products uh, we're still working on because of specific formatting that made them difficult to be translated. Um, but I think the main driving factor behind it all was um, what's the most important weather information that, that needs to be generated and, and sent out in multiple languages. Um, and that was kind of our priority. Cool. Really great stuff, Chris. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the effort there. National Weather Service in Columbia, one of the home offices of this experiment that is live right now. I would encourage our audience, head on over to weather.gov slash translate. Uh, you can check out the National Weather Service Greenville-Spartanburg, National Weather Service in Columbia, those two South Carolina offices. Again, amongst about a dozen or so offices, including the National Hurricane Center that is participating in this program, even if you're not in one of those two areas, just go check it out. Take a look at what languages they're offering. And hey, don't forget, bottom right hand side of that screen, click the feedback button. They are actively looking for your feedback so they can hopefully take this AI experiment out of 
experimental mode and into full-blown operational mode. But again, if you do decide to use it this spring, remember it is experimental. Do not rely on it for life-saving information. It could have bugs, it could have quirks, it may even have an hallucination or two. But until then, we encourage you to check it out and provide them feedback. That's weather.gov slash translate. Chris, thanks again so much for your time. And thanks to everybody at home who's joined us for this week's edition of the Carolina Weather Group. I'm James Briarton in Charlotte. Don't forget, you can watch or listen to us on Spotify, on YouTube, or anywhere it is that you consume podcasts. We'll see you back there next week for another edition of the Carolina Weather Group. Be well.